We've heard a lot about the so-called mortgage cliff looming for many thousands of borrowers whose fixed-rate home loans will expire this year, leading to a huge jump in their monthly repayments. Well, the problem could be even worse than we know, with a survey out today suggesting one in eight borrowers lied on their loan applications in order to get a mortgage. Still, the newly appointed head of Australia's banking regulator says he's confident the nation's $8 trillion financial system can withstand the feared levels of mortgage stress. In his first broadcast interview since taking on the role, John Lonsdale spoke with the ABC's senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. We are expecting that there will be pockets of stress as we go into 2023 and what we're saying to banks is they need to be aware of that, they need to be talking to customers early, working through options to make sure that any risk can be mitigated. The Reserve Bank is widely expected to deliver another interest rate rise next week, probably another quarter of a percentage point which would be the ninth in a row. How much stress can Australian households withstand? Well, Peter, we look at the equation very much from the resilience of the entities and we stress test entities very stringently, particularly the banks, and that could be for higher interest rates or it could be for other macroeconomic events and the the safety of the banks is very paramount and very sound, even under a stringent stress test. Speaking of resilience, there was a survey from Finder out today that said one in eight borrowers have admitted to lying about their incomes, expenses and ability to withstand rate rises of three percentage points, which is the mandated buffer. How concerned are you about that, given that, according to Finder, there are 100,000 people out there who might have lied on their applications? Well, we ask the banks to look very, very carefully at applications coming in to make sure that lending standards are appropriate. And yes, that is concerning if that is the case, but these are commercial decisions for banks and we expect them to be making the appropriate ones. Because banks are meant to assess a person's ability to withstand rate rises and we've seen some significant ones. So does that go back to the bank or back to the borrower who's lied? Well, Peter, what we did in 2021 was increase the serviceability buffer to 3% that provides more room, if you like, for unforeseen events. Uh, like income or expense variability, but also interest rate environment that go up. So we think that uh, the system is in good shape and the vast bulk of borrowers that have put in place buffers during the last couple of years are in good shape. But having said that, there will be pockets of stress, as I indicated. So if people have lied on their applications for a loan, could that constitute a default and would that put banks in a position to be able to foreclose on a property, given that it would be probably fraud? Well, Peter, we look very, very closely at the soundness of the banking system and the banks. If people have filled in forms inappropriately, well, that's that's something the conduct regulator would, I think, have a very clear look at. And it's something that banks themselves would have a very clear look at. But from the prudential side, the side that we look at, the banking system and the banks and the system itself is very stable and sound. You oversee an $8 trillion financial system. Will it be able to withstand any downturn in the housing market or loan defaults given the uh, economic backdrop? 
Well, Peter, the financial system, the banking system, the insurance system that we regulate and the superannuation system is very, very sound. We stress test entities. We go into 2023 in a very sound position. While things can happen and it's not risk-free, we go into 2023 in a good position. And from the prudential regulator's position, we very vigilantly watch what can happen and the economic climate and other risks as they unfold and make changes accordingly. Cyber attacks are now a constant risk given what we've seen with Optus and Medibank at the moment. Have you been wargaming what banks should be doing about cyber attacks? Well, cyber's not a new issue, Peter. We've been talking about cyber for a few years now. We've got a standard on cyber. It will be a big focus for APRA and regulated entities going into 2023. We're requiring independent audits of a bank or entity's cyber resilience. And where they are wanting, we will want remediation taken swiftly. But every board I visit is very aware of of the issues around cyber and around data particularly, but it's a big focus for APRA going into 2023. Are boards and chief executives doing enough given the cyber risk? Well, everybody's aware of it, but there are certainly some more work that needs to happen, I would say, around control testing, around board oversight, around the response plans for different entities. All of those things need to improve, but where a problem does occur, and they do occur, Entities need to be able to resolve that and deal with critical services that they provide quickly. We're now a few years past the Banking Royal Commission and Commissioner Kenneth Hayne made some pretty critical comments about the remuneration of bankers and also consequence management. What are you going to be doing to crack down on bankers who don't do the right thing? We've said to executives of banks and insurers and super funds, if you're paying large variable rate bonuses to executives, then you need to take into account what we're calling customer outcomes. It can't all be based on profit or shareholder returns. There needs to be non-financial risks in a material way. And those amounts, those large bonuses, variable rates are going to be deferred for much longer. So if something happens in the future, consequence management can be applied before those amounts vest. So we've done a lot in that space. What we're going to do in 2023 is actually build some more disclosure around that. So what are entities disclosing to uh, the community on their policies and how is consequence management being undertaken? And just finally, we're into the fourth year of the pandemic. What have you learned from the pandemic in dealing with that? Well, so much to learn, Peter. Uh, I mean, I'll give you two points. I mean, we regulate the financial sector. Uh, we went into the pandemic with a very strong and stable financial sector. The first point is I'm very pleased to say that the financial sector was a source of strength for the Australian economy. And part of that was due to a lot of work that had gone in to make sure that all of that was shored up before we hit the pandemic. The second thing is operational resilience uh, is paramount, just as important as some of the other things that we look at. And as I mentioned before, we are going to be doing a lot of work in make sure that when shocks happen to entities that are on the operational side, whether it's cyber, whether it's anything else, pandemic, then entities can make sure critical services uh, continue to happen and the system remains safe and stable and strong.
That's John Lonsdale, the chair of the banking regulator APRA with the ABC's senior business correspondent Peter Ryan.